Welcome to Emran's podcast, episode number 29. This is your host, Suman Sirwal. I just thought that as a kind uh, of an exceptional challenge for myself. Visit emrans.coms to listen to our previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels, and more. I'd like to welcome Kip Chasse to Emran's podcast. Kip, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. Have you run anything? Are you ready for uh, uh, your next big race? I am ready to go. I've been running about 80 to uh, 100 miles a week for like the past month. Just been doing uh, a lot of uh, 32 and 40 mile training runs. Just a lot of it's been just by myself and just trying to get my mind right and just to, trying to get ready to rock and roll. Get ready to be by myself for a long time on the trail. Let's talk about your running journey. How did you start running and and what do you do now uh, running wise? Well, um, it's a, it's pretty interesting how I got kind of got started. Um, I really got started pretty much my senior year in college. I just I've been doing every other sport you can think of, and um, you know I was uh, I played football, baseball, basketball. Um, I was trying to get ready to work, run on a cross country team, and that you know all those things were were great and all. And I I was bowling on leagues, playing in pool leagues, um, but. I was just okay at all those sports. I, I was trying to find something that I was going to be kind of a little more exceptional in. Uh, so I just kept digging, kept looking for, uh, you know, a different sport. And uh, when I was in my senior year in college, I kind of came across somebody who told me about triathlons. And I dove into them uh, pretty heavily in my first year. I did 14 sprints. After that, that was like my, my first year of uh, racing. Um, the next year, I just started I did a 5k in uh, Anniston Alabama put on by Todd Henderson the same guy who uh, ran the uh, Penhody 100 at the time and he mentioned during the post race uh, wrap up that he had a 100 miler coming in in four months well in four months I was like oh I got plenty of time getting ready for that race so I ran home after that 5k I signed up with a 100 miler not even thinking twice about it and I only had one marathon under my belt at this time just please keep that in mind signed up for that 100 miler and i was like all right now i'm now i'm in it and i don't have that mentality of uh you know quitting and stopping i was like somebody's gonna have to drag me off that trail personally if uh, they want me to stop running that race so i just kind of set that as a uh as a goal for myself and ever since then i've just been running more and more every year uh, every year i'll run around between two to three thousand miles a year and I'll race around probably about 10 to 12 races a year. Um, races that are like ultra distances or, or at least a marathon. That sounds like an interesting journey. Tell us about uh, you signing up for this 100-miler that uh, you, you haven't even run ultra at that point, correct? Any of the 50K. Did you, realize how, did you realize how far you had to go or you just didn't care? You just want to go dive in? Well, uh, I just saw that as a uh, kind of an exceptional challenge for myself. You know, I've been I've been looking for something that was going to, uh, I guess, kind of smack me in the face, if you will. Um, something that's really going to put me to the test. I mean, I even did boxing for a little bit, and um, just I mean, it was fun and all, but I just wasn't getting the the thrill out of it that I was expecting to. Uh, when I signed up for the hundred, I was like, you know, this is. I bet this is something that's going to, you know, test my limit. You know, I tell everybody that people always ask me, why do, why do I do hundreds in the first place? I was like, well, I decided to do it uh, starting out because I, you know, I wanted to see what was in my basement. Um, more like how much fight I have in me. 
um, that's it's kind of a constant reminder every year for me just to uh, let me know that I still got a lot of fight and a lot of drive in me to uh, kind of I guess push through obstacles, uh, if you will. Um, I'm a also a, a full-time firefighter, and that's just a little bit more reassurance for me. To let me know that I, you know, I would do absolutely everything uh, possible and what I'm actually capable of for my brothers. Uh, you know, something bad happened to you know any one of them kind of relate into my full-time job and you know I, I just you know I ran with it ever since I just started running further and further every day by myself on country roads uh, one day I even got bit by a snake and I just uh I was about eight miles away from my vehicle um, in both directions I was going um, actually a copperhead uh, got hold of me and um, I ran straight to the ER eight miles away and <laughs> <laughs> uh, he told me I was good. He told me I got dry bit by it, and I turned around, ran back to my uh, my truck after that. And I was like, well, all right, man. Um, but I've had a couple little run-ins like that with uh, little close calls. I'm getting ready for my first uh, uh, first hundred miler, um, but uh, you know, it, it was just something that uh, I kind of had a little, had a little beat down uh, drive in me to just to see what I was capable of and if I could really pull it off, you know, I was going to tell a lot about myself if I could actually get through that. And in one piece, being that I never ran an ultra before, um, you know, after that year, I saw what I could do and what I was actually capable of in such a short period of time. I actually started uh, personal training other people to take on the same type of feat as me. Um, I took a person who never ran a 5K, and he gave me like six months and I actually got him through his first 100 miles. Wow. So you are the one of the two who actually completed this pinhole every year. Let's talk about it. You're about to start your ninth year, so we call it 900-mile club. You two are the exclusive one in that club. Tell us about how it was in the first year of pinhole, because it has grown so much now. First year, um, I, you know, any, I tell anybody, you know, be, be kind of a cautious doing an inaugural race just because you never know what kind of kinks there still is or, you know, in the race. And that's just the, uh, that's where the first race where everybody kind of finds out what things they need to improve upon to make things better for the next year to come. Um, but, uh, you know, my first year I got out there and, you know, I didn't know really what to expect. I actually called Todd, uh, the race director, a lot <laughs> to uh, try to get a feel for how he had to place the uh, course set up, what they were going to have the aid station. So I could really get a game plan together how I was really going to approach it. I mean, I, every year I've done this thing, including my first year, I always go overkill with all my supplements, all my uh, headlamps. I make sure I'm never without light at night. I always have backup for the backup. Now I've, I've treated it the same way from first year up to this year. I've got batteries everywhere. But, uh, you know, I, it, it's, uh, it, was definitely, it was definitely something I didn't know exactly how, what my body was going to do, how it was going to react to the stress it was about to put it under. Um, but you know, I just, uh, I just said, I'm about to, I'm about to learn a lot about myself right here. And, you know, it was really going to change my life. And I knew it was going to, and it was actually going to open up, you know, different doors for me and give me a whole new perspective on what I'm capable of and what I can accomplish. Um, just from, from completing that first one. I know a lot of people, you know, they put on their bucket list, you know, they like to complete like a hundred mile or 50 mile or something like that. And, you know, I just think I'm very blessed to, you know, have that ability to, you know, keep doing it every year. And, you know, ultimately, I'd like to uh, 
get to the point to where I'm, you know, I've got sponsors behind me and I'm able to raise money for charities and, you know, be able to get back to, uh, you know, people that, you know, can't do these things and, uh, you know, have, you know, have other, other issues that, you know, need some support. Definitely. Uh, talk about Ben Hody a little bit more. Was the course was laid out very similar way it is now or has it changed? I know last year we had to change a little bit because of the, the weather, but has it changed yeah. or? Uh, no, the uh, the course has been very, very consistent every year. Um, Todd does a great job uh, with the course markings, putting the reflector flags and, um, you know, on the ground and the reflectors on the trees so that when your headlamps hit them at night, it shines, you know, really bright. Um, it's been actually been very, 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 very well marked, uh, you know, every year. The first year, I ran the whole whole race by myself without any pacers or anything, and I did miss the course marking. It was that was entirely my fault, and I got lost like an hour, um, you know, like one o'clock in the morning. But in purposes of every year, how it's been going, it's been you know to a T. You know, all the aid stations are same place. Uh, everything at the aid stations every year does nothing but get better. And he just you know continues to gain more support, you know, as the years go on. But uh, you know, there's. There's only one spot in the race where uh, you feel like you're going in the wrong direction, and it's just because you're moving so slow at at the point um, between the pinnacle and the power line aid station. The the uh, dirt road just it seems like it's endless, just because you're just pretty much running in place at one o'clock in the morning, and it just kind of gets in your head a little bit. Um, but you know, it's all those all those turns, all that kind of stuff. They're all well marked. There's no question about where you have to go. Um, you know, I definitely recommend this race to, uh, you know, to anybody, especially somebody who wants to do one for their first one, um, just because of all the support and uh, the camaraderie for everybody out there on the course. Definitely. Uh, tell us about also what is extreme weather condition have you gone through? Last year it was raining. The year, the year I ran, it was cold and windy. Boy. Uh, <laughs> well, so. um, my... My first year, uh, it, it has been the most fluctuating thing I've ever seen. Um, my first year was pretty good, uh, I guess, equal on both ends. Um, it was like, you know, 50s during the day and high 40s at night. It was, uh, pretty timid. The set, my second year in, I believe, 2000 and 2008, it was extremely cold at night. I mean, it was 12 degrees and, when I got on top of the pinnacle, 40 mile an hour winds, it was, it, the wind chill was negative below zero. So, you know, that year I had the, I had no skin showing, you know, all night long. And especially when you run, you know, 60 plus miles, your core temp drops along with that. So there's no telling how, uh, how cold I really was feeling out there. But, um, I mean, you know, that was a, that was quite a shocker of a year. Uh, one year didn't rain. Um, wasn't windy at all, and it had perfect weather. Um, and that uh, that particular year, I was actually uh, taking one of my people that I was training to get through that race, uh, through that race for his first time, and it worked out real well because that weather actually cooperated. Last year, now that was a that was a special year. Uh, I can normally get through the Pinotti Trail without getting my feet wet, but. Uh, Last year was the exception because it was raining when the race started and when the race ended. Uh, I had probably crossed a, over a million different creeks and streams. I had to uh, actually link arms with five different runners at five different river crossings to 
get across the rivers in one piece without uh, getting swept away. That was a uh, that was pretty uh, pretty interesting just to see everybody kind of come together and work together to, you know, overcome some obstacles because there there were certain places and there was no way we were getting across without having to get in there at least chest high. But we made a human chain and pulled each other across and we kept on running after that. Yeah, last year I I stayed wet the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but you you still managed to finish it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, last year was actually my second fastest time in eight years. Um, even with all the weather conditions and all the obstacles and wet rocks and me falling a thousand times just because of all the wet rocks out there um, and having to do all those river crossings and all that bogging my time down, I still managed to do the second fastest time uh, in my eight years that I've been training for this. Um, the year before that was my uh, was a faster time than the, I guess I'd done my first two times were going in the right direction. And then I started training people to do these things and I was pacing with them, I guess, running with them and slowing my pace down for them. And so my time kind of slowed down a little bit for this, those guys. And then I had a bad year where I passed the kidney stone during the race and that kind of messed my time up a little bit. I pretty much, uh, at mile 38, right before I was going up Bald Rock um, to the top of the highest point in uh, Alabama, I uh, realized uh, that I, I've been drinking four liters of water and had, didn't have, never had a chance to actually to urinate. So I was like, something ain't right here, you know? So I, I made myself uh, actually go, and I was like, uh-oh, this is not good because this is, uh, you know, I was actually urinating blood. So I ran to the top of Chihaw and got to uh, the Bald Rock aid station, and I passed kidney stone right there in the restroom on top of the mountain and everything cleared up while I was up there. I took about 30 minutes on top of the top of the mountain to get myself right. And I felt like a million bucks after that. Um, but uh, I did lose a little bit of time um, having to deal with that situation and kind of get that under control before I kept going. But you know, I was able to rebound and uh, take off and make up a little bit of time. I, I was going to ask you a question. Which which year was the hardest year for you? It sounded like that year that you went through this. Yeah. So that, yeah that... Um, I guess not last year, but the year before last um, was my most difficult year um, just because of that um, um, that situation. Because, well, you know, anytime you're losing electrolytes, all that kind of stuff, it's going to, you know, wear you down anyways. Well, um, you know, when I was losing a little bit of blood and had that, pretty much just uh, kind of took the life right out of me. Uh, just kind of took all the energy out of me for a little while. My, my family told me I looked like a ghost on the top of Tiha. And I was like, yeah, that's not good. Let's uh, let's get that back. <laughs> let's not keep running until I get my color back underneath me because I got a long ways to go at 42 miles. But uh, it, it, it actually turned out pretty good. Cause that, that year, I knew my time was kind of shot, but, you know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not that person that's going to quit a race like that. So. I just, I mustered up and I got myself through it. But last year, I, I couldn't believe how, how well I was running. You know, one thing I like about this sport so much is the older you get, the more experience you develop, and normally the better you get at these things. And that's, that's actually showing through um, very clearly with my years every time I do this 100-miler. There's always progress um, along the way. You know, it's a good feeling for me because, uh, you know, I'm running against a lot of guys who are 50, uh, 40, 50, 60 years old, and these guys are amazing. You know, these guys are, um, you know, ahead of me, and 
uh, done a lot more hundred milers than me before. Um, and these guys, you know, handling it very well. And, you know, I just, that makes me look forward to my future in this sport and lets me know that I got a lot more growing to do. And, you know, I'm capable of a lot more than, you know, what I'm doing now. And that, that's part of the reason why, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to do more all over the country and the world and, you know, actually give back. Definitely. You have a lot of future and it looks like you're, you're trained very intensely. And, um, Looking forward to hear about that more. Uh, focusing on Pinhoti again, uh, tell us about what is the hardest part out of all the eight years you have been running on this trail, Pinhoti Trail. What is, the, what is the hardest part? Is the pinnacle is hard for you or towards the end or just climbing the ball rock? Or what is the hardest part uh, of this whole course or is it, is it different every year? Well, uh you know, I, I, I blank a lot of stuff out of you know, year to year, but you never forget about those those difficult points. Um, there's a couple of different spots that you know kind of really get a hold of me and bog me down when I'm doing the race. Uh, one particularly is the uh, the stretch between um, uh, right, the CA station right before Bald Rock. Um, there's like a nine mile stretch right before you get to the A station, right at the bottom of the mountain, before you make your two. Uh, three mile climb um that that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good test of your will just because it's in the middle of the day um and it's the hottest part of the day and it's the longest uh, section in the entire race um the climb of uh, actually chiha is you know that's actually enjoyable for me because i can see elevation rising on both sides of me so that pumps me up even more and when i start seeing um people vacationing in the area and backpacking and stuff that just gets me going harder and harder um, but uh, the other spots that kind of get me the pinnacle yeah it's a <laughs> it's a good test of your will um, all those switchbacks creep in my mind and let me know that uh it lets you know I'm near the aid station but you can hear the music so far away that you know that you gotta you got a little bit of a climb before you get there but the uh, absolute hardest point is the is the aid station between the pinnacle and the power line. That is the hardest one because there, it, a lot of people think that the pinnacle is the top of the mountain. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really not. You still keep climbing until the next aid station. And that's a, uh, you know, that's kind of an eye opener for people who've never really done that race before is that the climb's not over. Uh, once you hit on that dirt road and get to the top of the pinnacle and get your uh, fried egg sandwich, you still got a little bit more of a incline to go till you get to the top. And I guess that in that part gets uh, very difficult just because of all the climbing that you had to do b um, before getting up to the top of the pinnacle. Um, plus being in the middle of the night and normally the weather is kind of cold and um, you're just very fatigued. That just, uh, you know, all starts wearing on you. Um, the very end of the race from mile 85 to 100, um, once you get out of the woods, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good feeling, but uh, that, those dirt roads can be kind of brutal just because you can see a lot further in front of you during that time. Trail, uh, I love trails so much because you can only see about 50 feet in front, of you, in front of you at any given time before the trail turns or curves or goes up or down. Um, but when you're on the dirt road, it just kind of works your mind a little bit harder. And normally I'm not moving very well at that point. Last year was exception. I was actually, I still had a good hop with me. And uh, my pacer was uh, outstanding at the time. And he, he kind of got in my head and he got me motivated a little bit more and um, that was actually a, a decent 15 miles at the end 
the year before that, I decided to wear a different pair of type of shoes, and I did not realize how my bottoms of my feet were taking a beating on all the rocks. And when I got actually hit the dirt road, every step was like a thousand knives stabbed me in the foot. And I mean, it was something I had to grit and bear for a while. And then when I hit the pavement for the last two miles of the course, that had to have been the absolute most painful thing I ever had uh, felt in my entire life. Um, I wasn't stopping, but, um, you know, at any given point, and uh, my, my family, my dad was actually pacing me at that time, and my mom was driving uh, the vehicle just to kind of watch me kind of run in a little bit, and she could see the pain in my eyes, how bad I was hurting. I mean, it, it was bringing me to, it was bringing me to tears um, just to take each step, but, you know, that's, again, it's, I didn't, it didn't matter how hard it hurt or how much it kind of tried to get in my mind to tell me to stop. I wouldn't stop. That's just not part of my vocabulary. And that sounded like a really tough year. 2015 sounded like a really tough year for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Changing topic a little bit. Tell us about the runners that are coming in now to, to attempt 2016 Pinhody, what they, what they should look forward for from your experience. You know, the biggest thing is come in with a game plan. Um, you know, you, it's a good idea to have a crew to support you along the way and to uh, be able to, you know, drop off equipment that you don't need anymore and to just have support and just, you know, emotionally while you're out. It's nice to see people that are rooting for you and, um, you know, people that know you personally. It, it really drives you and keeps you motivated. Um, another thing, you know, use drop bags. Uh, the drop bags are lifesavers. I put the headlamp in every drop bag I have. I don't care where it is. I've got them scattered everywhere because I, uh, I know at least if something happens, I fall, I break one, um, and then my pack gets wet and another one gets ruined, all i got to do is make it to that next drop bag and I have another one waiting. Uh, another thing is don't look at this thing as a whole 100 miles. Look at it as, it, look at it as 18, you know, five to six-mile runs. And, you know, you treat one section at a time. When you get to an aid station, stop there. You take all your supplements in. You get right. You get ready to rock and roll to run another five miles, and then you handle that next section, and then you know so on and so forth. If you take that approach with it, it's more like just climbing a small ladder versus climbing a mountain. It's just a lot more, you know, a lot more tolerable. It's uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't quite become more that much of a mental game. I like to mess with some people though. Last year, I know when I hit mile one. I just I told everybody we had 99 more miles. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear I could hear in the background a lot of uh, a lot of sarcasm, uh, but I, you know I, I like to have a good time. I, I will joke. I will carry on some of the craziest conversations of my life out there. Um, but it's a you know if you want to learn about me, you come run 100 miles with me, and you'll find out everything you need to know. Uh, I pretty much uh, don't hold back. I let it all hang out. And, I have the best time of my life out there. I, I, you know, I would do this every, every day if my body would let me, and, and you know, I was actually capable. But you know, it's an experience, you know, of a lifetime, and you know, I look forward every year. I, I consider this race my Super Bowl. You know, I, I love sports and, and you know, and everything I like football and uh, baseball. But if you want to get me excited, put or put a race in front of me that's about to uh, test my will. That that's uh, that's my kind of. Uh, all-time greatest thing. So I, I consider this thing my Super Bowl every year. This is what I prepare for, and, you know, this is my challenge and my my thing against myself. This is 
this is just a test against my own mind, my own body, and I'm just excited to see what happens because every year, you know, every year is different. Uh, so many things can happen out there on the trail. You know, I just uh, look at it as a, uh, a blessing to be able to do this in the first place. And every step, you know, I thank God for my opportunity to be able to, uh, to be out there and just participate. Definitely. You looks like you have a lot of passion for this this race, and and looks like you have done so much uh, to to get prepared, and and it looks like it teaches you new things every year. Last eight years, as you are ready to go ninth year, what word of wisdom would you like to put it out there for yourself and the people listening to us right now? Oh, for my ninth year, I'm just uh, you know, I've trained probably 500 miles more than any other year. I've uh, personally done for my training uh training personally i have ran over 30 ultra marathon distances in preparation for this race um and you know i you know personally i think i'm men mentally and physically you know ready to rock and roll ready to get this thing get this thing done get this thing under my belt so i can get that uh ninth belt buckle um you know i'm gonna be coming with a fury with a my personality and my energy and my drive and you know everybody else out there just just be ready to uh hear some crazy stories and hear some nonsense while i'm out there because i'll be making noises i'll be jumping around i'm like a kid in a candy store on christmas morning when it comes to uh, a pin hoodie so <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> so any, any last word you want to you want to tell tell uh, folks out there who's coming to town from out of state Outer areas, they're not familiar with this Pinhoti or Pinhoti areas. You know, I, I look forward to seeing everybody. Uh, and, you know, I see a lot of familiar faces every year. Um, but, you know, uh, we get a participation from a lot of different countries. And I believe uh, last year we had participants from eight different countries and like 47 different states uh, out of 270 people, which was amazing. Um, you know, I look forward to seeing everyone out there, you know, forming relationships, friendships. Because um, these people, you know, go to all the similar races together, and it, it's a, you know, it's a, uh, it's a family. It's just something that, you know, is very unique. Everybody has like awesome attitude, you know, same mindset, the same drive, the same things that motivate them. They all hear the same excuses from other people that don't like doing stuff like this and don't don't like to run. Um, so we all have similar stories that we tell. Um, but uh, you know, I'm looking forward to each, you know each and every uh, person that comes out there and just getting to uh you know reminisce with folks i've raced with this on this race before uh in the past and look forward to you know developing you know new friendships and uh just meeting uh, new people you know forming contacts and you know just really just trying to better myself and hopefully i might be able to influence other people in a you know po more positive way that never met me before uh you know i, I also teach emt school and uh, at Perfectful Guardian Training Center in uh, Temple, Georgia, and then, you know, that's part of my job. I, I I try to motivate people to want to help other people and want to be better and better themselves, and in doing so, I've implemented uh, a wellness and workout program thing for my students up here. So I'm trying to get people into this type of sport just to uh, be able to experience the things that I am and to hopefully change their lives in such a positive way that mine has changed. That sounds great, uh, Kip. I will see you at the Ball Rock. Our Emirates team will have a a station this year, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll have some foods, and we'll, I'll see you at the at top of the Chiha Mountain. I look forward to seeing you there.